Welcome to the Potion Podcast, your raw look at the hospitality industry, brought to you by SHC. What is happening, Potion? Welcome back to another episode of the Potion Podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Sean Sewell. Uh, this week is an interesting one. Um, I've had a lot of people asking me about relationships and how to deal with uh, money and time and work-life balance and that sort of thing, which I talk about a lot on my side, my level, my my sort of uh, experience. But I've had a lot of people asking me about how do, how to deal with partners and so on and so forth. So this one is really hard for me, uh, to be really bluntly honest. I'm very anxious about putting this one out uh, today, uh, mainly because it is something that I keep very private. My my home life, my wife, my little girl and stuff is um, quite private to me, and I try and keep it very separated from my work life because um, it is my escape. It's my, it's my place where I can be myself to a degree, um, with someone that understand, well, tries to accepts me, um, not necessarily understands me. Um, so I hope you enjoy this episode, guys. Uh, like I said, I'm really anxious about putting this out because um, it is sort of pulling the veil back a little bit on my uh, marriage. And so I hope you get a little bit of value out of this. I hope that everybody who sort of wrote in and asked some questions and stuff like that about spending time with your partner get a bit of value from this. Um, I hope that you really do because it was it's pretty it's pretty nice and raw, but it's it's really talking about a relationship which is very cathartic to a degree, but also a little bit scary to put out there in the world. So I hope you enjoy this episode, guys. Thanks as always for the support, and I'll chat to you real soon. Bye. Okay, so I've had a fair few people ask me lately about relationships and how to deal with family and being having a partner. And I'm not really the one to answer that because I feel that I'm not very good at that at all in any way, shape or form. And this is really difficult for me because I like to keep my private life private, obviously. Um, So what do you think is the biggest takeaway from being in a relationship with someone like me in the hospitality industry? Like someone who's a hospitality entrepreneur, likes to work 100 hours a week, rarely takes full days off, that sort of thing. Well, first of all, I didn't think you're wrong. I don't think you're bad at the relationship part. Like, I don't think I'm, I don't think I'm good enough to give advice. See, I completely disagree. I think that you're the perfect person to give advice because you have managed to continue to be who you are and do what you love and have a happy 14 year marriage that is still going strong. You're the perfect person to give advice. I think what you're asking for is for me to give advice from the other side. Yes. Which is what I'm here for. Yes. but I And still- we've tried this before and it's either I've been not prepared and the answers haven't come out the way that I wanted them to, or it got way too personal and I wasn't ready for that. Um, but I think... One of the most important things is to just know what the other person wants and to be okay with who they are. And I think sometimes you don't know exactly what's going to make you happy until you're in it. Right? So, you know, I always thought, oh, well, you know, I'll marry someone. And, you know, they'll, I had this list like, oh, they will never have been married before and they will have a car and they will own a house. And, you know, you have this list and then you meet someone and realize that that shit doesn't matter. I, like when I met you, I didn't care that you lived in a bachelor apartment and had one <laughs> fork and weren't from this country. 
didn't even have permanent residency. You know what I mean? It was that I fell in love with you as a person and you were the person that I wanted to share my life with. We love the same things. We still have fun together and we've created a life and added Mila to it. And so, you know, all of those things that I thought were or were not going to make me happy they didn't matter. Do you think there's a problem with hospitality people when they get into relationships? They try and jam, especially ones that are pa- like this industry. I always talk about this industry being passion over business and passion over life sort of thing. That's the lifestyle being in the industry, especially long term. Do you think people try and get into a relationship and then plug what society, what society crams down your throat as a normal relationship? Yes. Into a hospitality lifestyle and that's where it shit sort of like misses marks. Yeah. I mean, you know, I always thought that we would have, you know, two, three, four kids kind of thing. And then, you know, we had Mila and she's the best thing ever, but it, you know, it wasn't an ideal situation for us to have three or four or five kids. One, because of the lifestyle that we chose, which was that you would be traveling, you would be working nights, you would be working weekends. But also because I realized that that's what I didn't want that either. And I always thought that I did. And sometimes, like I said, you don't know until you get into it. I love being Mila's mom and I love being your wife, but that's not all I want to be. I like having a job and having responsibilities and having being in charge of something that isn't, that has nothing to do with the two of you. And I think, I think when I, growing up, I always had my parents' relationship on a pedestal. Mm -hmm. That's exactly the relationship that I wanted. And if it was different, then it wasn't going to work or it wasn't right. And I realized that that's not true. You create your own life. You create your own rules, your own traditions, your own, um, you know, sort of, um, what am I trying to say? You create a way of life that works for the person that you're married to and works for yourself. So, you know, growing up, I thought, oh, you know, if I make dinner, then my husband has to clean up the kitchen because that's what my parents did. Mm -hmm. But you contribute in other ways that, you know, my dad didn't. And I contribute in other ways that my mom didn't. didn't. Doesn't mean it's right or wrong or anything like that. And I realized, you know, A lot of people probably look at our life and think, oh my God, like when does Sean spend any time with his family and, you know, that kind of thing. But they have no real in-depth knowledge as to our day-to-day life. Mm -hmm. And the thing about you is your work and your passions are combined. So you will find a lot of couples, you know, they go to work every day, they come home, you know, they make dinner, do homework with the kids, watch TV. And then on the weekends, they do what they're passionate about. And it just so happens that that's one and the same for you. So growing up, you know, my mom on Saturday, she would go shopping and my dad would play golf and then he would come home and he would watch more golf. And, you know, my mom didn't do that with him. It wasn't like they sat down together to watch a riveting game of 18 holes. You know, my mom was off doing her stuff. And even now... They still have their own little... They still have their own lives. My dad, you know, has his golf on Tuesdays and Fridays. But my mom's thing is, you know, she goes out. She's social. She has friends. She has a book club. You know, she spends time with us doing things. And that's, you know... So when I think about the amount of time that we spend together, it's pretty normal. And if you weren't... If you had a normal job, 
you know, you wouldn't come home and be sewing blankets with me. <laughs> do you, do you or doing that? scrapbooks. Because, like, when I schedule, I schedule family time, and a few people have been like, oh, my God, you have to, you schedule it. It's not organic and, like, thing. Do you take offense to the fact that I schedule hard family time in? Like, on Sundays, I know that I'm going to sleep in a little bit. Then I'll do my spirit of day and a few things downstairs. And then usually by about 12, 30, 1 o'clock, I'm done for the day, and I spend the day with you guys. Do you take offense that I schedule family time the way that I schedule business meetings and projects? No, I would rather you do that than organically not have time to do things because you didn't organize your time. And I think everybody sort of schedules family time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and if you didn't have your schedule the way that it was, then maybe I would need to schedule time for me to do my things. Mm-hmm. Everybody does that. Like, you know, they have schedules. One day one parent gets to go to the gym. The next day the next parent does or yep. or whatever. Everybody does it. If, you're lo- if people are looking at it f- from a negative point of view, then that's, that's their problem. But everybody does that. When I look at the lawyer's calendars at my work, all of them schedule their time that they want. Mm-hmm. And it means that they can't book other things in over top of it because otherwise you just get jammed up. Everybody does it. They just don't realize it. Do you think it's difficult when you've got opposing schedules? Like, we're not too bad these days, but, like, when I was working three, four, five nights a week, do you think that it's uh, difficult to still get time together? Um, I think that time becomes more precious sometimes when you're super busy and... I've had a hard time putting it into words, but we've been given different opportunities. You know, like everybody, when you went to Singapore was like, oh my God, how are you dealing mm-hmm. with him being away and all that kind of stuff. But at the same time, it we'd been married for 10 years at that point, And it gave us an opportunity to be apart from each other. And then to realize, because I don't think a lot of couples get that opportunity in the middle of their marriage to be apart from each other and realize how much they still love each other. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, when you see somebody every day, it's true that absence makes the heart grow fonder. And I always joke that if I was actually, if I had a nine to five job and was normal, you would have divorced me years ago because you would have got sick and tired of me. In any, in no circumstance, regardless of what your job or anything, I will not divorce you. (laughs) There's no circumstance, you know, in, in which you choose to live a different work life that is going to make me not want to be with you. And, you know, there have been times where you've been home every single night for months. And then there've been times where you're only home a couple nights, you know, and we, nothing changes. Do you think it's, I, I think there's quality over quantity. And I talked to a lot of people about like, I think a couple of years ago when I was back at school, I got really depressed just going to school and having a few shifts at PAGs, that sort of thing. And, um, I thought that quantity was the way to go and I find now with like that Sunday or the day COVID's been weird but like today for instance like we went out for a walk and that quality over quantity is way more important now than it was maybe five years ago yeah and I'm not the kind of like everybody's different but I don't no offense to you I don't want to spend 24-7 with you I like to have a little bit of my own time to do things and I like you to have your time to do things and when we do end up 
together doing those things, which is not that rare. It's not us just like, oh, what do you want to do? Oh, what do you want? You know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, we have like, you know, we have the whole afternoon. What should we do together? You know, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Whereas I feel like there's a lot of people, you know, a lot of other couples where they have the same schedule. They end up coming home and watching TV in separate bedrooms every day. That's Yeah. So talking about sleep schedules and scheduling and stuff like that, um, it's been a while since we had a, a baby in the house, but I know that one of the guys messaged me and said, how do you, how do we deal with it? Cause I can't really remember it. How do we deal with sleep schedules with baby, me and you? So it was a bit different. You know, one, I wasn't working for that first year mm-hmm. and then, um, you know, you were working nights and weekends and things like that. And I think it was a little bit rough at the beginning, um, you know, because all of a sudden your life changes so dramatically and it wasn't because of one particular thing. It's because you have a child and your life changes. And I think everybody who has a kid together ends up having probably, you know, the same struggle, but for different reasons in terms of their day to day, um, because your life changes, you become a new person. And in terms of sleep and stuff, I mean, one of the things that has worked so well for our relationship is that you don't need a lot of sleep or you can give up sleep where I cannot. <laughs> so, um, you know, that is one thing that I am thankful for is that you're a little bit more lenient with your sleep than I am. Uh, but I think it was good because we just, it, we sorted out who could do what and when and that, and we just made it work. So with uh, the last question that Josh sent me through was about finances. And he says, this one's a personal question, but I think that it's a good one. I I think we've been lucky because you've always had a good job. And that supported my ridiculous entrepreneurial tendencies in the way of trying to start new things all the time and not necessarily making money straight away. So when we first got together, I think when we first got, when we first had been, that was probably the testament to like you weren't in the job that you're in now with the salary you've got now. And I was hourly at Clive's. And so how did you find dealing with that on a financial level? You know, I know a lot of couples, especially ones during COVID have, who have had kids and that are only three, six months old, that had babies during COVID. One of them's out of work completely, no maternity leave, no nothing. And then one's on a hospitality paycheck. Yeah, I mean, I think you just have to, I think you have to adjust your lifestyle to what you can, given your different circumstances. And that's something that we've gone through numerous times. You know, we'll have some years where you're doing a few really great projects and you make tons of money. And then other times where, you know, you're doing projects and you're just like this year, you know what I mean? You started a bunch of things that are, you know, becoming really successful, but it happened right at the start of COVID. And so we're like six months behind where we thought we were going to be. I think... I think everybody, you know, everybody's different. There are some people where, uh, you know, I know some of, you know, Mila's friends, parents, you know, they both have regular jobs. They make great salaries. The big thing for them is, is, you know, they go on vacations every year that are hugely extravagant, but that's what they want to spend their money on. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's been, and that's what makes them happy. And they're happy doing that. But I wouldn't want you to 
give up what makes you happy just for more money. I mean, sometimes you have to, sometimes you have to, um, you have to work somewhere or do a job that you don't love for a while because everybody has to pay their bills. But, um, I think at the end of the day, you know, if somebody came along and, and handed me a million dollars, you know what I mean? I would think, oh, that'll solve all of life's problems, but it doesn't, you know, it doesn't get rid of anxiety or, um, you know, change relationships or make things better. It's like when people say, oh, let's have a baby and, and it'll make everything better. No, it won't. And so regardless of financial situations or things like that, no matter what situation we're in, I am happy in my life because of with you. And because I have Mila, like at the end of the day, you know, you hear about people who have won millions of dollars and they end up regretting it and they lose all their money and they lose friends and they lose family. And so, you know, there's not, there's no amount of money or anything that could, that could make up for what we have. I mean, of course there's going to be struggles in life, um, financial and, and all of that. But I think what the reason we're still together is because we have at the foundation, a solid relationship. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's the thing is, you know, you said to me like, Oh, you know, is our relationship complicated? Our relationship isn't complicated at all. Life is complicated. And that's the thing is there's two separate things. And I think that in order the people that you see who have been married for years and years and years, it doesn't mean that they haven't had struggles. It means that they've gone through them together and they've had a good foundation. If, that's, if, if you had one piece of advice left for people in the hospitality industry trying, cause I know so many younger people, I think the hard thing with the younger generation is that they, they get into this industry for pure passion and they want those junket trips and they want those things. And that always is entailed into long hours, sacrifices, not having weekends off, stuff like that. And I think the key to it is being transparent about who you are from the get go and sort of saying like, you know, this is me, this is what I want out of life, like out of my career. And it's not going to be the same as if I was, a stockbroker or a day trader or something like that like it, that to start to get ahead in the industry you have to work twice as hard especially here in Victoria to prove you're half as good to to get that notoriety and to get that extra bit of money in it and what would normally take someone a year and a half in a big company would take you five to achieve that sort of same sort of financial freedom that uh, the industry can bring but do you think what's what's your last piece of advice for couples who might be listening and, and going through or bartenders who are listening and going through issues in relationships right now? What do you think is the biggest thing that has helped us? Um, I think communication, us being able to talk to each other and say exactly what we're feeling without getting mad at the other person. And you can, you know, be frustrated or or hurt or whatever, but you have to let the other person talk and tell you what they're feeling. And you have to um, not put yourself in their shoes, but put yourself in their mindset and and try and see it. I mean, not everybody can do that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's where we're lucky is, you know, if I say something to you and say, like, this is how I'm feeling, you listen to me and you think about it from my point of view. And I do the same for you. And I think 
this is going to be a really strange analogy, but we watched this movie the other night called The Zookeeper. And this guy is in love with his girlfriend and he asks her to marry him. And she says no, because he hasn't turned out to be the person that she wanted him to be. Mm -hmm. And he spends all of this time trying to get her back and he switches jobs. And then he realizes that he didn't, that's not who he is. And that's the thing is that I would never change who you are. I would never want you to be anybody else. I wouldn't want you to all of a sudden wake up one day and say, oh, I think I'm going to go to law school. I didn't marry a lawyer. I don't want to be married to a lawyer. I want to be married to you. And part of who you are is this and what you do. And I've seen it in hospitality where you see people like you who are so passionate and then they end up having a, you know, they get married and they have a kid and they need, you know, that their wife or husband thinks that they need a more, you know, real solid job and they go and they do, you know, construction or they go get a job at a bank or something and they hate it and they end up going back to hospitality. And so just don't try and change somebody. If you love somebody and you want to be with them, be with them. And if they're in the hospitality industry and that's what they want to do, then that's what they want to do. And if that bothers you enough that you don't want to be with them, then don't be with them. Wow. And on that note, that is a perfect ending to the podcast. Thanks, baby. Thanks for listening, Pose Shifters. I well, hope you enjoyed that episode. I really enjoy sitting down with friends and peers and uh, just chatting about the industry and getting down to the nuts and bolts of what's really going on out there. Uh, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, everything on all the platforms. Just hit it up and I'll do my best to answer any queries or questions you have. I'll see you next week, guys. Bye.